1: Uh, hello everybody hello. it's it's <laughs> once again it's me mike with wendy and
2: and allison allison is here to cause some trouble
1: allison from milwaukee ghosts yeah. is once again joining us for the fun on um, see you on the other side and uh it's been an action-packed week i have to say it sure has it's been exciting mike It has been um, so. I I did. I did run that marathon on Sunday. And how did it go? It went pretty well. It wasn't as good as my last one. So I did. You win. I did. I won. I am the greatest runner (laughs) in Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i came I'm in so proud of you
2: i'm proud of you too and i am jealous as well <laughs> i
1: came in first i came in first for women between the 80 and 98 <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: congratulations uh, thank uh, I'm you i'm still jealous i'm still jealous of your um athletic acumen yeah
1: me too uh, thank you that was uh it's certainly i had to trip a couple of old broads at the end but i made it through <laughs> nice work nice <laughs> work
2: <laughs> well whatever you have to do mike to get to the top
0: that's right. That's right. Now I know chaos is a letter. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad you survived it and you got, you got all the way through it, which is, you know, those marathons, a lot of people don't even get to the finish line.
1: You know, and it's funny. Right. And I was in the middle, I think, um, when did I hit my wall? Like I hit a couple of them. First one was mile 12. And then I was just like, Oh, I don't know if I can do it. And then like, by the time I hit the half, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better. And then mile like 21, I was thinking of how I could fake an injury. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was like, how can I? Should I fall? Could I really break my leg? Like, would anyone know if I actually broke my leg on purpose? Can I? Can I oh just gosh. stop? Is that what John Kerry? So, oh, so was. Did? Is
2: that why he broke his leg? Just, Who are we talking about? Just, John Kerry. He broke his leg in in France. Oh um, no! He, riding uh, a bike. He, bro-
1: he broke his leg because he had too much wine and good cheese. Is what I that's... that does happen in France.
2: Are you sure? I think maybe I just wanted to stop. Having, <laughs> just like no, just like what you Su- were doing, Mike.
1: Susie Favor Hamilton, uh Wisconsin's greatest uh-huh. female runner. Okay. She did do that at the Olympics. She, she, she uh faked an injury at the Olympics. did
2: she do a lot of things, Mike? Well We won't talk about a, that. It's a family That's show. for
1: a different <laughs> episode. And there's nothing paranormal about that, but it might be a good story. But um no, so she absolutely you know, she fell the Olympics on purpose and I was thinking, how can I <laughs> How can I do this? I gonna, how can I get out of this? And then by mile twenty-four, I felt a little better, and I was able to power my way through. So I was twenty—I was twenty-three seconds behind my time in the Madison Marathon in, in November, which means I just have to train harder for next time.
0: Well, good job. That's that's awesome because you said the course was harder. So
1: yes, it certainly it was a it was a more hilly course. It was beautiful on the Mississippi River. I felt yeah. like Huck Finn. Just running down there. Just I wish I would have had my like my pants a raft like, to
0: jump onto. <laughs> yeah, my pants
1: rolled up.
2: And you didn't think about jumping into the river?
1: Um, I thought about jumping off a couple of the bridges, <laughs> but not the river. Not that we have,
2: advocate that kind of thing.
1: It wouldn't no, kill me. No, 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 me. no, no, no. If I'm gonna jump into the river, it's gonna be because I'm gonna get killed by the smiley face murder club.
2: Yes, that's what I was thinking of.
1: Yes, and that'll be a. That'll be a different episode when we talk about the smiling face. I already, have a, I already have a song for that. I'm
2: working on it. I have a guest. I have a guest. So we'll, talk, we'll, we'll, we'll be in talks Excellent. about this.
1: Excellent. Hey, here's what I think um, that our friends should do. We've made a lot of new friends on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that in the past week. If you guys are having fun or like this show at all or um, are just, you know, want to be a good human being and want to be forgiven for some of your sins... Uh, the fastest way to get to heaven Is to leave an iTunes <laughs> review Of See You on the Other Side podcast Five stars gets you to heaven faster And I talked to Pope Francis About this myself <laughs> ticket, ticket straight there well, Yes.
2: You know Mike Even if they hate us They can tell all their enemies That's mm-hmm. what they should do Everyone you hate <laughs> Tell them to listen to this podcast you We're fine with it. that you-
1: you can tweet to people you hate. That Like, I really hate to see you on the other side. I really hate at other side talk. I really hate going to othersidepodcast.com.
2: That's right. And it's all so good. So much
1: hate. So much hate. That's true. It's I really dislike it.
2: Any publicity it. is good publicity, right?
1: I, I'll take it. Okay. So, um, no, but it was exciting. And it was exciting. We made our UK
0: debut. That was so fun.
2: You guys sounded so cool i was just like i was like oh my god i know them and now they're international people of mystery they're on the bbc
0: oh my god thanks allison to anyone who listened to that but it was really pretty exciting because we were over the air on bbc 5 live at 9 i don't know it was like nine thirty their time oh drive which time 3 three fifteen in the afternoon here um but it was just that was the first time that I've done an international over-the-air broadcast, so it was kind of fun to think that, like, hey, I'm just sitting here in my studio, and people over in England can hear me. Right, and so in the UK, I, I was reading about it, um, and
1: people were so excited about it, they were crashing their cars, like, listening to it, because they got distracted. <laughs> yes. They were like, oh, my God, those voices are so smooth and so beautiful. <laughs>
2: so you caused an international <laughs> incident.
1: We did. We did. But are, um,
2: are you okay? Are you cleared because of, you know, diplomatic immunity?
1: Well, I no. I heard what happened was some people took the high road and some people took the low road.
0: And uh, okay, oh man. But no, it was fun. We, we got to talk to Emma, the hostess, Emma Barnett. Uh, she was she was really cool to talk to and Charming. fun. And she had she had all kinds of questions for us about the Charlie Charlie Challenge. I liked when the other chick
1: said she's like, I think it's just a load
0: of cobblers.
1: <laughs>
2: that was so
1: cute. I'm like,
2: what are you even? I'm gonna saying? use that. Terrible. I think I got to use that. I love that.
1: I'm gonna right. I'm gonna use that in a song sometime. It's like I think you're a load of
2: <laughs> Well, she
0: was definitely the cynical one. I
2: didn't. I didn't know like if they thought you guys really believed like Charlie Charlie's a demon, or I didn't. I didn't really think they did a lot of research about where you were coming from
1: on it. I think they just wanted somebody lucid who could explain it
2: <laughs> with a song know, and, about Charlie Charlie.
1: Right. Well, right. That, yeah. we Charlie, could, Charlie. We could provide. A, and it was funny. They were talking about the Eurovision contest. And our, the, our Charlie, <laughs> Charlie song definitely has that Eurovision kind of feel. That's right.
2: That's what you're like, going for. They, they said it should be the new song for Europe. Charlie, Charlie. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I, <yeah>. I'll
1: i go. <laughs> Take it. I love, I love ABBA. And I know Wendy uh, loves ABBA too. I sure do. Huh? D- Wendy Damn. used to host disco parties in a dorm room, <laughs> cranking out the ABBA.
2: Oh, the truth comes you out. You can dance.
1: <laughs> it does. It comes out 20 years on.
2: Mike has loose lips. He keeps no secrets.
1: No, I do not.
0: Oh, man.
1: Okay, you know who else does not keep any secrets? Who that? Who? I'm I'm kidding, the Vatican. They keep all kinds of secrets. Oh. They, uh, they, they keep a ton of secrets, and that's what we wanted to talk about this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things I heard that they, they don't tell anyone about is the conference that's happening in Milwaukee this weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah, so the Vatican definitely does not tell anyone about that. They keep all, like, a flyers locked up in a little room, <laughs> like, deep in the Vatican somewhere, like, with chains, monsters guarding it. It's, it's right. horrible.
1: Exactly. So what is happening this weekend? We should probably, <laughs> let's mention it. Yeah,
2: let's mention it, milwaukeeparacon.com. Oh, it's it's going to be so exciting. Our first um, paranormal conference in Milwaukee. Um, actually, we had one 10 years ago, uh, not, not associated with, with this one, although one of the speakers, that the, the one that was 10 years ago, was Linda Godfrey uh, of... Um, Beast of Bray Road fame and the Wisconsin werewolf uh, researcher. She's going to be speaking there as well at this one. Yeah,
1: you know now. now Linda Linda Godfrey uh, didn't um, have anything to do with the movie The Beast of Bray Road, though. Like, did you guys ever see that movie, Beast of that Bray Road? Horrible. I don't think so.
2: It's like one I'm of so- those sci-fi ones that you that you just watch because it's, it's the worst movie in the world.
1: Yeah, no, it was um actually it was a it was a guy from Waukesha that was ended up being the director on it. Really, and um it was wretched. I mean, it was obviously filmed in California and some you know. And uh, anyway, Beast of Bray Road. Uh, it's a pretty cool book. and Linda Godfrey does good work. But if you're going to see the movie and think it's going to be based on any kind of reality or anything interesting, even about Wisconsin, yeah. don't bother. No it it is lemon suckingly awful. Right. Whoa. That's that's awful. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So keep telling us more about this shindig that's gonna happen yeah. on Saturday. Yeah,
2: so I'm really excited to see Linda again. You, Haven't seen aren't her in a while.
1: Aren't you gonna be speaking Alison what time I, are you
2: speaking? I am. I'm a first speaker. Um Oh <gasps> it looks like I thought it was at twelve, but it looks like I'm at twelve fifteen.
1: So you're um, the first yeah. speaker, so you're going to be doing it before people get bored and start fanning out to the different things. And yeah, stuff like and that. so apparently that's so cool.
2: There's going to be like for the rest of the day, there's going to be um, two speakers, um, on the hour, and except for me. Uh, cause I'm the only speaker in the, uh, in the 12 You're the keynote speaker. Yeah. Well, no, you I'm like not to think keynote. of you as the keynote. But, uh, well, you can tell people that if you want, but I'm the opener. I'm opening at 1215 to one o'clock. No,
0: you're, you're kicking it I'm off. Gonna ki- yeah. yeah. I'm going
2: to kick it in any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> kick it.
1: Great. Okay. So you're doing that. You're going to have a chance, um, to meet us. If you guys are in Milwaukee, then come and say Hi. Uh, Wendy and I are going to be hanging out at the Sea C- of the Side booth. That's uh, right. Look for our
0: banner. We'll yeah. have it. Yeah, no, we'll uh, be Lisa. There too.
1: Lisa from Madison Ghost Walks can be working the booth too, so you have a chance to meet and learn a little bit about Madison ghost history. Allison will be visiting the booth, yeah. so you have a chance to learn about Milwaukee ghost history.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we're going to we're gonna bring our recording equipment so anyone can stop by and, and say hello to our um, our audience if you want Ooh, to. I'll or have my microphone. Tell us you
2: can... a story. That would be even tell better. Tell us a
0: story. Exactly. No, I think uh, it would love that. be a neat opportunity.
2: And um, so I, uh, my speech is going to be on uh, Milwaukee Fordiana. So I'm going to be teaching people about Charles Fort, one of my favorite dudes, and uh, also telling people about uh, really weird stories from milwaukee history that uh most of them uh have no explanation that i can find so so
1: tell us who charles fort is real quick for the people who don't know what fortiana is
2: okay so yeah that's that's what i'm going to be dealing with um uh during the the speech uh, give him a
1: preview Char- in case yeah, they're Char- late
2: yeah i will i will just give me a second so uh um, <laughs> right. collect your thoughts yeah charles fort um was a, a writer in the the early 1900s, and uh, he was uh, from New York. And he would spend his time um, at the um, New York Public Library, just going through newspapers and other periodicals, looking for strange stories. And then he compiled uh, these stories in uh, in three. Uh, actually, four different books, um, and one of the books, uh, actually, Milwaukee gets a mention in his first book, so I'll, I'll talk about that, um, but I'm really excited to- Was it
1: like, was he drinking, like, Pabst at the time, and he's like, he's like, man, they saw some crazy stuff, shout out to Brewtown, yeah. like, something like that. Yeah, that it's just book. like
2: that. It's just like that, actually. I, 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 I mean, you that. captured his unique voice. So, um, you know, you, I I, 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 in preparing this presentation, I learned all kinds of crazy stuff, like- um, the 14th society that was created to promote his ideas had a lot of different writers that were involved. And, um, you know, people like that were part of the Algonquin writing circle, um, people like Dorothy Parker, who I love. And, um, also like local people like, um, uh that famous architect whose name i can't think of frank lloyd wright that's it
1: frank lloyd yes. wright was associated with charles fort
2: yes he was part of the the Fortean society so wow. i'm really excited about cool. talking a little bit more about that it's, it's not going to be all about charles fort just a, the intro is going to be about him and then i'm going to get into some weird stories from milwaukee history that i think charles fort would have liked So we'll talk about, you know, one story that did manage to get in his Book of the Damned, his first book. Um, One book, uh, one one story from Milwaukee uh, was in there. But then I'm going to talk about um, some poltergeist stories, which I love. And uh, also uh, lake monsters. I love lake monsters. Airships. I love a good lake monster. Yeah, stuff that um, Charles Fort... I uh, would have wanted to know, know, know about, but you know, maybe he, he didn't, uh, get the Milwaukee journal at, at the New York public library and, and he, he didn't get those stories. So, uh, and I'm thinking too, I have a lot of old 40 and time magazines. I'm thinking about bringing those along and maybe cool. giving them out at the booth. Cause I can't throw them away because that would be like sacrilege. There's just such good stuff in there. So 40 and
1: times is a great magazine. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, so let's go over real quick. We're gonna have like so different people who have guested on this podcast will also be uh, at the convention. Yeah, talk guys about like uh, guys like Don Schmidt, Roswell slides. We just talked to him. He's gonna be doing a special presentation on the UFO crash at Roswell. Don Schmidt will be there. Oh, also, uh, also Mark O'Connell. Our man, He's
2: gonna, our man, Mark yeah. O'Connell. He's gonna we be speaking devote- right after me.
1: We devoted two episodes to Mark, fascinating guy, great storyteller, Star Trek nerd, just like us, <laughs> yeah. and a great dude. Uh, he's going to be speaking there on UFOs and MUFON, and um, I actually, I talked to somebody today that I want to connect Mark O'Connell with. Um, they were looking for a MUFON investigator. They found me on Twitter and sent me this long YouTube video of different strange things they keep seeing over Manhattan. Ooh. And so they're like, you know, we, we got to tell somebody the story. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm the best person to tell this story. You know, I can't explain what it is. I'm not a UFO investigator. I'm a guy with, you know, if I saw something weird in the sky, I'd be like, hey, that's cool, man. And so um, I'm going to try to connect her with Mark. And I just mentioned like, hey, I know the, Wisconsin, Mufon guy might be able to help you. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> also Monster Hunter T. Krulos, who was on our show talking about the real life superheroes, is going to be talking about his new book, Monster Hunters, and uh, it's basically it's basically they were when they were designing this uh, the Paranormal Milwaukee Conference. Uh, program, they just looked at the guests for the See You On The Other Side podcast and said, (laughs) that's it, that's all we need.
2: That's perfect. Check, check, check. There's a couple other guys I want to mention. Some friends of mine, Noah Lee um, from uh, Paranormal Investigators in Milwaukee. He's going to be speaking there as well. Um, And then also another buddy of mine, uh, J. Nathan Couch, Uh, he's got a great book out uh, called uh, Goatman Satyrs. Uh, well, actually, uh, his book is on the Goatman. His presentation is called uh, Goatman Satyrs in America. And I can't wait to see his presentation because his his book is really, really I, awesome. It's,
1: I'm sure it's a good book, but what can you, th- all when you think about it, all I think of is Jim Brewer doing Goatboy. Remember Goatboy <laughs> Boy and So all I can think of, when it's like, hey, the Goatman book, and the cover is just Jim Brewer. <laughs> doing his bar <laughs> it's just like thing.
2: that but um yeah i'm really excited to to see what what he's going to talk about i i got an advanced copy of his book before it came out and it, it's just like all the work on you know the modern folklore he did but then connecting it to uh the you know ancient greeks and you know their belief in satyrs and it, it was just um a masterful masterful so expl- work
1: Okay, so a Seder is not just something you do on Passover, right? What's a Seder?
2: Okay, well, Seder is um, half man, half beast. So half goat, half man. So
1: Okay, uh, so like goat in the front, man in the back? Which yes. would be, that would be a crappy way to go, or man in the front, goat in the back?
2: <laughs> well, um, actually, it looks like it, a man head, sort of, except that it has horns and it has like cloven hoofs and like hairy haunches. So, um it it's kind of like more, you know, less less defined than like a centaur, which is like head of a man, body of a horse. You know, it's kind of like more of a you know, put put a put a, a goat and a man in a blender and then get goat man. So when
1: you think of the god Pan.
2: Yes, absolutely. And you panic. would think
1: of a satyr. And,
2: and then you panic and run. So yeah, hey. I I'm interested in um checking it out, and maybe getting another copy, like a print copy of his book, um, Goatman Flesh or Folklore, and getting it signed. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for getting books uh, autographed by the author, so I'm excited to And it'll also
1: be an opportunity for you guys to be on the See You on the Other Side podcast and tell us a cool story, and we're going to have questions for you if you don't have any stories. So we want to get as many people interesting, Milwaukeeans and the people traveling to Milwaukee as possible, and uh, it's going to be a special episode next week of See You on the Other Side podcast from the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference. Now, we should get to the meat of the discussion when we're talking about secrets and revealing um we should talk about something that's happening that might happen the day before the conference on June 5th. And that's a rumor going around the internet that Pope Francis is finally going to reveal the existence of extraterrestrials.
3: Yes! <laughs> been, and yes!
1: That's what we've been waiting for for <laughs> decades. And, and, the, and the, it's like it could come from the president or it could come from the Pope.
2: Yeah, if the president doesn't tell us, our buddy, our papal pal, Francis, <laughs> he's gonna give us the lowdown on what is going on with the aliens.
0: The good old papal pal,
1: and people love Pope Francis. Um, I mean, he's a different kind of pope than he was. I mean, than Pope John Paul who, and or uh, Pope Benedict, and because Pope Benedict kind of looked like a harsh guy, you know, yeah. he had that kind of look to him, and he was German which scares some people.
2: (laughs) Full disclosure, we do have German blood. uh, Absolutely. And and we're scary as well.
0: That's right. Just
2: a little.
0: Yeah. No, but he, I
1: mean, Pope Benedict, I mean, he was in the Hitler Youth. Oh, um, really?
2: I mean, you can't, right,
1: he was, yeah. But you can't blame him. I mean, everybody was in the Hitler Youth. If you lived in Nazi Germany in the 1930s. It was like Kiwanis. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) yay, right. It was like Kiwanis, except slightly less anti-Semitic.
2: Ah. Oh, oh, hey! Ouch!
1: Oh, that's all right. I'm just making fun of Protestants. Um, no, it's okay. So, anyway, Pope Francis is beloved by a lot of people because he seems to be like the Lucy Goosey, like the fun Pope.
0: <laughs> the is he, he's more. He has a more modern attitude, I would say. I, I
2: think.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, Wendy, now you <laughs> were here, and not you were not raised Catholic. I didn't know it was that. Okay, so when you were growing up, did you ever have any attitudes or any thoughts? That, what would what did you think about when somebody said the Pope? I don't know,
0: not much really. <laughs> just kind of the 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 dude with the cool hat, and the robes, who rode around in a Pope mobile. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, like he had a little thing like with a. But no, I yeah, I mean, I just he was like the authority on the the Catholic, you know, whatever he says goes kind of thing, and I don't know. Beyond that, I didn't think too much about the Pope to be honest. Okay, so you never
1: had any preconceived notions like this Pope is a real drip, (laughs) or something like that. Like this guy, man, he's always looking old. Like I, now Allison, we grew up. I was I always thought the Pope, like man, like he just looks like some really old dude. Like you, um. Almost, like a corpse well you know the we, pope always just like the corpse they came up and he'd speak a little bit in latin <laughs> and you'd be like oh my god where'd they dig this corpse. guy up
2: from well you know we grew up catholic so I mean the pope was I think more important to to us as catholics but yeah a lot, a lot scarier because we felt like maybe he did have an effect on our lives we were a little bit more removed than I, I think you know mom was but still I think the, the pope was an important figure
1: for us. Sure. And so the Pope is always, I mean, he's the leader of the Catholic church. He's going to be pretty conservative.
2: Yeah. And I, I never felt like the Pope in any way before this Pope ever inspired me. And I think this Pope, uh, really does get me in that way. I mean, he's more about social justice and, and he does seem, I wouldn't go loose, say loosey goosey, but he does seem like He's more He's like, in, oh, he's
1: from Argentina. It's like, he, hey man, let's have a good time. He's more in
2: the, touch with the people, I would say. I'm the Pope. i brought the communion I brought the wine for everybody. You know? Uh, um, just like
1: that? Yeah, he just he's just like that except with a hat. <laughs> and no, but the thing is this Pope does, I mean, and he, he drives a Prius, right? Does he? No, he No, he does, <laughs> like he doesn't have the Pope mobile. Yeah, he oh. I thought
2: I,
0: we talked actually, Allison, We talked about this last time you were on, or one of the times you were on. We talked more. We talked more about the Pope with you than we
2: love the Pope. Than any time, major Pope. Whenever
0: love. you're on the show, we have to bring up the Pope. Hashtag it's, pope it's a,
1: love!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, people.
1: People love the. They they dig this Pope because he seems like he's more with it. Also, that he's a little more tolerant. Yeah. Because a lot of people in the United States are Catholic. I mean, Catholics are the largest religion in the United States, and, um. It's weird when a lot of Catholics uh don't agree with a lot of the social teachings of the church, right, you know because a lot of the social i mean the, the church comes down hard on abortion, the church comes hard down on comes really hard on being gay yeah and um all these kind of things, and you know most Americans are kind of evolving to where it's like well you know they're they're thinking differently about those things they're
2: more progressive uh, but but i mean. What happens now if the Pope does reveal that uh, the Vatican is preparing for alien contact as you know, some of these articles we've seen allege? I mean, that's really, I think, going to have an effect on the faithful.
1: Well, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing, okay, now let's, let's go back for a second. Now, first of all, I mean, the Vatican is interesting because it has an observatory. I mean, the Vatican has a full place in an abandoned volcano outside of Rome.
0: Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, How did I never awesome. hear about that before?
1: So they they like astronomy because there's an astronomical basis in the calendar by which oh. the holy days and Easter are determined.
2: Right. And um, actually, you know, I know they have that observatory in Rome, but I recently also was listening uh to Coast to Coast, uh the granddaddy of all weird shows like like ours, right? The mother of all weirdness. <laughs> the mother of weirdness. Yeah. So um if if you're a, a, a Coast to Coast insider, you can um check out this this uh episode. They talked to two people from the Vatican observatory um this last December. So it's December twenty first if you're you're going back in the archives to listen but... Um,
1: Isn't that the winter solstice? The it, darkest it, night of the year. It
2: is. Very good, Mike. So um, they talked to a brother Guy, um, console Magno, and a father, Paul Mueller. They're scientists at the Vatican Observatory. Um, so they have that one in Rome, but it's saying that they also have an astronomical facility in Tucson, Arizona. So they might not just have the one main observatory. I think they have you know, their tentacles, I can think of a better word, but their tentacles and in, in all of um, or in many uh, of the uh, different observatories around the world. Um, so I, I know they have one in t- Tucson, Arizona. I think they, they might also be in talks with with other um, observatories or, or get information from them as well. So they're kind of tapped in.
1: Absolutely and the funny thing about the Vatican observatory is that they use it in movies. You know, the Catholic church of of movies is way cooler than the Catholic church like that you have to you go to and you know you put the holy water and stuff. Cuz the Catholic church of movies, they're like they have like a team of exorcists and they're dialed into fighting the devil and stuff like that and and then like in in the Omen, in you know, the Omen it's the it's the priests at the Vatican observatory that that see a special, um, a special alignment of stars that means it's the birth of the Antichrist. Um, they also have that in End of Days. You guys remember that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Absolutely. It was my blockbuster movie, End of Days. It, it was the, it had the last good Guns N' Roses song called Oh My God. Uh, wow. From my blockbuster movie, End of Days.
2: Okay. I love that You movie. should have seen it. It I was, did see it. Right. I saw it in the theater. Arnold. I'm a big fan.
1: It was a fantastic movie. <laughs> okay. No, it was. Actually, I, I thought End of Days was pretty good. Um, but that's another thing. Like, Rod Steiger plays, like, a, 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 a Catholic priest that he knows what's happening. And they got a special team to fight the devil. And um, in the Vatican Observatory is another place where, like, they... You know, the Vatican Observatory is where um, they notice... That this special alignment of stars is happening, and and so they use that. They use the Vatican Observatory in movies, and uh, they use the church to make it a little more exciting.
2: Well, Mike, I mean, we're joking about this, but
1: yes, we have no joke. No joke <laughs> when the devil comes to Earth. That's you not, need me, Arnold no Schwarzenegger.
2: Run, get to the chopper. I can't. Run,
1: <laughs> get to the cross.
2: <laughs> no, no, but. We're joking, but you gotta think about well, what is the Vatican Observatory? What are they doing there? You know, what are they looking for? I mean, are they looking for signs of the coming apocalypse? Are they looking for the time of revelation? You know, are they looking for these different signs and sigils that um, will will give us an idea of what's coming next? I mean, hey, that's that's very possible. Um, and you know, maybe they are looking for extraterrestrials. I mean, certainly was it last year? It was very recently, uh, when the Pope said that, that if aliens are discovered, he will baptize them. So I thought that was, you know, a major, uh, a major, uh, comment that he made. Um, but what's exciting is that, you know, perhaps coming up later this month. Now I know that some of the websites that we've been seeing said that this proclamation about uh, aliens existing or maybe just that the Vatican is preparing for alien contact will happen around June 5th, but... That's
1: Friday. Fr- Friday I, is the day know, when Mike. Pope Francis comes and says, aliens are real. Let's have some communion wine.
2: Okay, so I know. It's
1: a, my accent is horrible. That's all it. right. I can't it's, even do you it. Got,
2: you got know, some Arnold mixed in. That's okay. <sighs> Um, but, so I was like, okay, what is happening on June 5th? Is it happening on June 5th? Because I saw other sites that said June 15th, and I got confused. So, I did not know this, but if you go to the official Vatican website, you can go to the Pope's calendar. Yes, he does have an activities of the Holy Father Pope Francis calendar. So you can see what... Does it have
0: things like getting dinner, gotta go <laughs> go to the grocery store? Well,
2: okay. No, it doesn't have that. But
1: Like but his Google Martian.
0: calendar? Like he accidentally put
1: in baptized Martians for June 5th, and that's how they found out. I was like, oh, I put that in my calendar.
0: Does, okay. does his Google calendar have things like mine, like change filter, nope. change air filter? I, <laughs> but
1: it tells like- I,
0: told, I told Siri to make that event
1: private.
2: <laughs> no, nothing like that. But it does have... Like Holy Mass and procession are uh, coming up uh, Thursday, June fourth, and then nothing on Friday, nothing at all. It's conspicuously absent. And then on the sixth, he's actually going to Sarajevo. Um, so I, I don't the
0: birthplace the birthplace of World War One. I. I
2: don't I don't know if he's actually going to announce it on the fifth. That seems very suspect. Yeah. So
0: th- seems like he's pretty busy that day.
2: Yeah, he's going to be pretty busy if he's in Sarajevo, you know, to get, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't think he's got a pack for Sarajevo. He just can't. But what, what Who uh, is the guy that something said major and then go on a flight? You know,
1: now we can we can get into now. Now, the Vatican held an entire thing on extraterrestrials in 2009.
2: Really?
0: They, yeah, what? they held a conference on extraterrestrial life.
2: Oh, I did not know they that. They have the
0: coolest conferences. Last time we were talking about the... Uh, oh,
2: the, oh the, Yeah, That's right, yeah. That's <laughs> annual. We got to go to that next year, maybe.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah,
2: no, they
1: did... A, um, the, the Pope's chief astronomer has conceded other intelligent beings could exist in outer space. And um, they had a five-day conference that attracted 30 astronomers, physicists, and biologists, even including non-Catholic heretics. It was led by
2: Jesuit. doesn't Jes- say that, does it? <laughs> no, I, I, put, I added the
1: heretics part in it. This is from like the Australian News okay. Service. They're not gonna sneak in. Heretics. Unbelievers must be burned. Yes. Um you know, nobody ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. That's right. Um it was led by a Jesuit priest, father. Jose Gabriel Funes, an astronomer and director of the Vatican Observatory. And he says the possibility of alien life raises many philosophical and theological implications. But the gathering was mostly focused on the scientific perspectives. And uh, the aim was to assess the most recent research in the burgeoning field of astrobiology, the study of life in the universe. And so, like they had us, I mean, the Vatican had a special conference, and they said that the, the belief in extraterrestrial life doesn't necessarily contradict any basic tenets of the Catholic religion. I would think that our response would be a positive one, he said. I'm not unfallible on this, of course, but the reality is that I don't think it contradicts anything within Catholicism. Essentially, what the Christian faith generally is saying, and certainly Catholicism specifically, is saying is that God is the ultimate source of life, the ultimate source of reality, and we welcome our new alien overlords.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's not what it's. You're editing. You're yeah, editing okay, the press releases. I added a,
1: I added a bit at the end there.
2: Okay. So anyway, this new proclamation. Um, I think the it's going to be closer to the fifteenth. Um, there were some sites that got it wrong, said the fifth, but I think it's going to be the fifteenth because, um, I actually looked into it a little bit more. And uh, the claim that they are going to say something about preparing for alien contact um, may have been made by Daniel she- Sheehan um, or Sheehan. Sorry, I think I got that wrong. Daniel Sheehan. He uh, is an attorney, and let's let's talk a little bit more about him in a little bit. But
3: okay. Um,
2: the there's there's many articles out there there's one on ghostdiaries.com that um says that uh he was the one at a, a conference that uh, was held um this past week who said um that there's going to be this major proclamation around June 15th so i was like well who is this guy you know an attorney but he's a Exopolitics guy which is you know okay. he's thinking about politics in the wake of uh us knowing that there are extraterrestrials so i was like really to tell you the truth when i saw that link to send you the story i was like what is this this is so crazy this is right. like <laughs> the nutter of the week um you know who <laughs> is this dude okay so then i looked around a little bit more and and I found like this Daniel Sheehan guy is like legit. I mean, he is a really high-powered attorney. He graduated um, from uh, from Harvard, so he's he, Harvard. Yeah, he's got um, serious credentials, and um, he actually was involved in uh, the Iran Contra scandal. He was. Um, oh he wow! Was, uh, d- defended um, the. He was part of the uh, Karen Silkwood case. Uh, she was um, somebody who, who came out against um, nuclear uh, power plants and, and some of the...
1: Um, yeah, Meryl Streep played yeah, her in a movie. It, called One, Silkwood, I, I, yeah. She was nominated uh, for an Oscar. I think Kurt yeah. Russell's in that movie, too. Yeah, God, I and, Kurt and, Russell. S-
2: and so... Uh, unfortunately she was killed. And Cher.
1: Isn't Cher in that movie? I'm not
2: sure. But let's 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 get back to reality, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, I know you hey, like to the, fly off into movies. I'm history, here to provide the pop culture I, part. Yeah, of yeah, it. I get it. I get it. So so anyway, Karen Silkwood, real person, really um went up against uh, nuclear uh, power plants, um, and had some misgivings, talking about some wrongdoing, and was actually murdered. Um, but, uh, Whoa. yeah, yeah, that's so, so, so spoiler if you, if you didn't see, see the movie, but anyway, it's a, it's uh, a 20,
1: it's a, it's a 32 year old yeah, movie though. Yeah. So Spoilers. it's okay. Spoiler.
2: Okay. But, but anyway, he, Darth Vader's
1: Luke Skywalker's father.
2: <laughs> Mike, don't give it all away. But anyway, uh, this, this attorney, um, he, Went in there and um, actually uh, there were people from the family, I guess, who, you know, took the the company to court. Uh, but he, he's defended a lot of major people is what I'm trying to say. I don't know all the details. But um, if you go on his Facebook page, um, which is a facebook.com, Daniel Peter Sheehan, um, S-H-E-E-H-A-N, you'll see, um, you know, he's got, all these credentials and all these high-profile cases that he's been involved in—he is a serious public figure—and so I'm really surprised that he, he's a civil rights lawyer. He's interested in social justice. He's interested in you know fire, uh, fighting corporate co- uh, corruption, and he's also interested in alien disclosure. I mean, I'm really finding this surprising. I did not know well you know, about that, this guy before today,
1: and it's it's not that weird. I mean, uh the Clinton, Bill Clinton's former chief of staff, John Podesta, is seriously interested in alien disclosure. Like he's oh, always yeah. he's tweeting about it and things like that, and um, he's asking for uh, alien, you know, disclosure. And he figure he's the chief of staff, like he has access to that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, but but he might not have access to what you know the CIA. The CIA is obviously hiding from it.
2: Yeah. And um, anyway, so it's it's just refreshing when you when you learn about somebody. Uh, that has these type of credentials getting involved uh, in, in this type of issue and going public with it, not being afraid to talk about it. Now, um, so apparently he he thinks that the Vatican is preparing for alien contact, or at least that's what we're led to believe in the many posts that we've seen out there on the Internet.
1: Um, I, I, real quick, I want to interject about yeah. an interesting post, too, from January 2nd, 2015. Okay, this is from the Chris, thesechristiantimes.com. They talk a little bit about um, NASA and the coming alien savior. And it mentions Pope Francis declared everyone has the right to be baptized, even aliens, if they come notching, knocking on the church's door. He said Christians cannot close the door to all those who seek baptism, even if they are green men with a long nose and big ears, like children draw. And that's, that's what he said at, hmm. at Mass. Interesting. About how he would baptize... Aliens. Very cool. And um, and so this guy, you know, who's writing in these Christian Times says, "Is NASA and the Catholic Church about to reveal to the planet a lie of epic proportions? Is a strong delusion coming to make mask the true identity of our alien savior?"
2: Wow.
1: So, Jesus is an alien. <laughs> made
2: you think of Prince of Darkness, didn't <laughs> then like?
1: Absolutely made me think of Prince of Darkness <laughs> where Jesus is an alien.
2: If you're keeping score.
1: Absolutely. Prince of Darkness. Jesus and Satan are aliens. They bring the war to Earth. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. They haven't um, remade it yet. Like they're planning on remaking Big Trouble in Little China.
2: Oh, I know. You're worried bro- about that, aren't you?
1: Of course I'm worried about that. Big Trouble in Little China is one of the greatest.
2: Because of Kurt Russell, right?
1: Well, no, but also because it's a, it's a, cause it's a, <laughs> you, it's a fun movie. you got a man movie.
2: crush and Kurt Russell. Just admit it right here, right now.
1: Yep, I got a man crush on Kurt Russell. (laughs) Love him all, even though he's old and weathered.
2: You love him still.
1: It's hard not to love Kurt Russell. (laughs) He's going to be in the new Quentin Tarantino movie too, so I'll be looking forward to that.
2: Okay, so anyway, But
1: I just wanted to to mention that Jesus is an an alien while we're getting there because uh, Daniel Sheehan is not the only person that has been talking about the Pope being the one who is going to reveal to us the alien presence this year.
2: Oh, who who else said that?
1: That was these Christian Times.
2: Oh, that's right. These Christian Times. I'll try try to follow along a bit. <laughs> and, okay,
0: <laughs> it's all try. happening this it's all happening this year, and we're already almost halfway through the year. So that means we've got some pretty exciting things coming up.
2: Oh, that's yeah. great. So I thought I had a big week. So so we're going to be watching this story because um, I think now, from looking at the Pope's calendar that he shared with me. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that it's actually going to happen on the the 17th. This is why I think so. All right. So first off, um, Daniel Sheehan, once again, posted on his Facebook page in response to um, Robert Salas, actually, uh, who's another big figure in exo-politics. If you you listen to the show's...
1: Explain what, ExoPolitics is the name of a Muse song. Oh, it is? The great band, yeah. But also explain what ExoPolitics is to the plebs.
2: Okay, plebs. Now listen up, plebs. Now, okay. (laughs) Are you listening? I I gotta see your eyeballs. Okay. Now, ExoPolitics just means political ramifications after we discover... Alien, alien life—that there's alien life. It's exopolitics, so it's external, ah, okay. external, like an exo uh, skeleton. So endopolitics would be everything we normally deal with, and exopolitics includes extraterrestrials. There you go.
1: Ah, okay. So
2: anyway, Robert Salas, big uh, figure in exopolitics, um, believes that you know aliens are among us, and he actually went on to Daniel Sheehan's facebook page and posted that story from ghost diaries and said hey is there any truth to this to this story and then uh daniel Sheehan got back to him and said hi michael as far as i'm aware uh oh actually it's michael salas i think i said robert salas that's, somebody, That's okay. somebody else, somebody else. Michael Salas, we've
1: already sent people to this guy's uh, Facebook page to terrify okay. it, like to terrorize oh. it. I'm sorry, he's
2: not gonna, May, they're not going like to terrify it. Allison, I you're like, face, I'm Facebook sorry. Dot,
1: <laughs> Facebook.com, make this guy's life a living no, hell. No, just follow. Slash <laughs> Robert Salas.
2: <laughs> no, it's not, okay, Robert Salas. I, okay, I totally, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, please. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay. um, I totally it's misspoke. Okay. Robert Salas is another guy involved in the UFO field. Michael Sala. Oh, sorry, I misspoke, guys. But anyway, Michael Sala, <laughs> God, big figure.
0: It's okay. We'll make sure. We'll put the correct thing in the show yes, notes. Thank we won't, you. We won't thank you. A big email. figure
2: in exo um, exopolitics said, Danny, any truth to the story about what you announced at Contact in the Desert, which was the name of this conference um, that he was at last week? And then... He replied, Daniel replied, Hi, Michael. As far as I am aware, the Pope will be releasing an encyclical on climate change. I think encyclical is just a big, major proclamation on climate right. change. And it's in, 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 oh, this hard to say, and it's inextricable ties to transnational corporate capitalism. Nothing about aliens. I was, like, so excited to look at his Facebook page and find find the most recent thing. So I I actually contacted him, but unfortunately he, he didn't get back to me uh, in time Yet. for the show. But yeah. but anyway, so it, he has a link there that says on the 16th of June, uh, the Pope will be speaking about global warming, climate change and talking about you know the greed that's involved. Uh, That has made, you know, this this worldwide situation. So no aliens. Um, I know that.
1: Well, if they put aliens on the agenda, like everybody would freak out, like people like you would look (laughs) at the Pope's calendar and be like, did he really like he put like one a. Yeah, aliens exist. We've been talking to them. 1B, climate change. Stop using hairspray. 1C, corporations are evil. Liberation theology. Like, like okay, that's just going to be on his agenda. Okay,
2: well, I, well, I got to look, right? So Absolutely. I didn't find anything for the 16th. The 16th is completely blank for the Pope's calendar. But if you click on the 17th, it said he has a general audience, 10 a.m. Vatican City. So I'm thinking that's when he's going to address the faithful and maybe give the lowdown on on uh, climate change uh, at the least and, and maybe uh, preparing for extraterrestrial contact at, at the other end of the scale. Or maybe it'll just be like a big news day where he'll, he'll say all kinds of things just like you did, Mike. Well, you're well, that's always right. saying all kinds you know, of things.
1: But you know, what? I think something, a couple of things are interesting. Number one, like this topic is kind of a hot topic. A guy released a book at the end of last year uh, named uh, David Weintraub, released a book called Religions and Extraterrestrial Life How Will We Deal With It? And, um, you know, like when the Pope said that he'd baptize people and things, um, some religions, you know, they believe one of the th- one of the tenets of Catholicism is original sin. And original sin is because Adam and Eve screwed up. I mean, Eve ate the apple and they, you know, they disobeyed God and they were, you know, they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden that because we are descended from Adam and Eve, then we still are uh we still are, you know, guilty of that sin as being humans
2: yeah we're kind of marked by that original sin but aliens presumably they weren't here they're not from the same bloodline
1: right so the thing is um you know how uh, aliens don't need the sacraments Now, now wendy sacraments are things you do to get closer to god so you can go to heaven you get baptized you take your first communion there's a sacrament of marriage um, if you ever see in a movie where they do things called last rites, where they're like, oh, we got to get the sure. priest in to give somebody their last rites, you do yeah. all these different you, you take these sacraments over the course of your life, and that's how you cleanse yourself of original sin. Okay. And, and uh, that's how you get to heaven. Well, I don't know if we need to baptize the aliens because they're not descended from Adam and Eve.
2: Yeah, so what's the deal? They're going straight to heaven?
0: Well, they, that's they got the, the thing. fast
2: track to heaven? And I don't think that's fair. They, they
0: must have left a review for us and on iTunes. It's
2: like they, oh, they arrive okay. <laughs> late to the party and fast-track to heaven. I, I just don't think that's fair. Right,
1: right. That, that That's right. The Eighth Sacrament is leaving a review for, for us <laughs> on iTunes. Oh, I like um, that idea. But that's that's the thing. Um mm and and so they i we'll leave a, we'll put a book a link to that in the show notes on um and what's
2: the book called again Mike?
1: religions and extraterrestrial life how will we deal with it and if you want to read a very interesting fiction book uh came out last year, the book of strange new things is about a uh a missionary that goes to an alien planet uh to you know spread the gospel to a uh, uh, a newly discovered alien race and uh it you know it just i mean a lot of the book is about being far away from home but uh and it it really deals with these issues of you know what is it like for religion is a very human thing and so what would it be like what would religion be like for aliens for people that don't have those parts of our brain um That deal with spirituality and things. So, that's just a couple of books that you can check out, and we'll put those links
0: in the show notes. And I just got my library hold for that one. Right. (laughs) So I
1: read that at the end of last year. I really enjoyed it. Um, It's from the guy that did uh, Under the Skin, which is a cool movie. Uh, It's a cool. I haven't read the book yet, but I saw the movie with Scarlett Johansson rolling around Scotland. Um, so if you like Scotland because it's beautiful if you like Scarlett Johansson because she's beautiful either way you're going to enjoy the movie I mean you're not going to enjoy it like you're not going to slap five with your friends at the end of it like oh yeah you're going to be
2: like, like more like bummer at like, the the end. Oh, <laughs> like, I, like the Kool-Aid man like the Kool-Aid <laughs> man oh yeah yeah it's not going to be like that it's going to be like I just want to curl up in a ball in the corner and cry that's how you're going to be like at the end
1: it's a good thoughtful movie you'll yes. enjoy it okay so, okay, so the thing is, the Vatican is hiding something.
2: Yes, but Mike, what yes. if they're not looking for aliens with their big telescopes? They are looking for signs of the apocalypse. Maybe a near-Earth asteroid comes to squash us. What about that?
1: Well, that they could absolutely be doing that. And this would be the right month to tell us about it. Because June 30th is my favorite holiday, beats out Christmas by a long shot, <laughs> okay. Asteroid Day. Yay! Oh, yay. And this is a good chance that if you guys haven't uh, listened to our episode on global killing, That's our, ast- right. our yes. asteroid episode, we talk about Asteroid Day, we, we go into, we talk about Dr. Brian May and his beautiful silver mane.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this guy... I I mean, it's just so cool to see him, you know, from Queen, you know, major guitarist, extraordinaire. I mean, just awesome. And also astrophysicist. So, I mean, in his spare time, became an astrophysicist. I mean, unbelievable. (laughs) Some people are too talented. It's kind of like you, Mike. Oh, I run marathons and I play in a band and I'm so intellectual
1: yeah i know that's i love you mike thank you and i'm i'm obviously so talented i do horrible arnold schwarzenegger
2: oh, impersonations come on. That,
0: into a snowball microphone on tuesday evening that
2: was the highlight oh that was the highlight
1: but if
0: you if you do want to hear that it is episode 15 oh other side slash 15
1: other side podcast fifteen. You can you can get your uh, fill on Asteroid Day that happens at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, and we're all gonna dress up like asteroids.
2: <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> it's gonna be
0: so fun. And somebody's gonna wait. dress
2: up like the Earth, and we're all gonna bump.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're all gonna run at we're him. We're gonna stone <laughs> tackle Earth. Him. That's
3: what we're gonna what, do. <laughs> what I'm gonna do
0: is I'm
1: gonna take a bath in rubber cement.
3: I love that and idea. Gonna,
1: <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bath in rubber cement. I'm gonna go to somebody's <laughs> gravel driveway, roll around, and find a globe and jump on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think we should have our own Asteroid Day event.
0: You can, you can Party. actually... That will be so fun. Yeah, you,
2: you can uh, go to the website, um, which is asteroidday.org, and you can plan your own event. So, you know, take our suggestions. I mean, you know, maybe it could Here be like an Asteroid Day dodgeball game. <laughs> Perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. At Asteroid dodgeball.
1: Well, I think the Vatican Observatory might be, you know, looking for that kind of stuff, signs of the apocalypse. But also, remember the whole Star of Bethlehem thing. Mm. Like that, I mean, that's, in, in the Bible they talk about that. There was a, you know, there was a star and planetary alignment that led, um, you know, the three wise men, uh, um, Larry, uh, Curly, and Moe, <laughs> right, right to JC in Bethlehem. And so the star of Bethlehem was that kind of planetary alignment. So the idea that you are looking at the sky for some kind of uh, heavenly, uh, you know, some kind of heavenly sign, well, that's baked into Catholicism from the very beginning of when Catholicism, you know, Christianity was created with the birth of the of Jesus.
2: Good point, Mike. I didn't think of that.
1: So I mean that's absolutely they could be looking to the sky for some kind of weird and that's the thing that's what they see in the omen they you know up, up, antichrist is here because there's some kind of weird planetary alignment and you know I think that's a funny thing too and we'll talk more of this because there's many more secrets of the Vatican just and then just the pope knowing about aliens and already communicating with them and then telling us about them on Friday um
2: or not Friday you know. or 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 actually the 17th
1: I, right. It could be June 17th. Now we sound like one yeah. of those apocalypse, like I think the guy Wednesday. that kept on saying. It's, it's, right. it's
2: Wednesday, actually.
1: The, the guy that's like, the earth <laughs> The Earth was
2: going to end
1: on um, May uh, 5th, Friday 2011. At,
2: yeah, yeah. On Friday at 1036.
1: At <laughs> I like how people get the exact time. It's like, is that Eastern time? Or <laughs> what is it? Because when I see this stuff on TV, I always have to, you know, minus the one for Eastern time versus... That's Eastern. getting complicated.
2: Anyway.
1: So that's the thing. So, the, I mean, that... uh And I was going to say, though, that because, uh, and we talked about a little of this on our parents on the BBC, any kind of divination is considered uh, sacrilegious by the Catholic Church when you're divining something. So horoscopes, sacrilegious. Reading tea leaves, sacrilegious. Tarot cards, if you don't pretend that you're getting a message from a higher power, Um, that's not sacrilegious, but if you're like, I'm getting a message from the universe or whatever, um, they consider that sacrilegious. So the idea of astrology being profane, you know, and dealing with demonic forces, but yet looking up to the sky for some kind of planetary alignment, um, there's just a little, you know, they know something we don't.
2: Right. Right. Or hypocrisy, because that—that sounds like divination to me.
1: Well, hypocrisy and religion, Allison, (laughs) pshaw, they
2: go hand in hand, don't they?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Well, everybody, this Saturday, June sixth, the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference is going to be where, Allison,
2: in Milwaukee. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my God! If I could come through Skype and wrap my hands around your neck, I would. Okay, oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> all
2: right, all right. Hang on, hang on. It, it's going to be um, in Milwaukee. Isn't it the
0: uh, Italian at, community at, center? No, center? not the Ital- Irish, Irish. Irish cultural center. It's Irish. Come on, that's at the Irish cultural center, ladies. Yes, yeah, the Rossi- Irish cultural. I'll bring my lucky charm. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, do we want to have like a rumble between the the Irish and the Italians. It could happen.
1: What is this? 1880. Well.
2: In Milwaukee, yes, sometimes it
1: is. You can talk. You can talk about that when you talk about the different gangs of Milwaukee.
2: That's right. Well, yeah, I got some information about that. Won't be sharing it, but I could share it with you at the booth if you come and talk. So to the,
1: me. there That's we right. go. So, That's the spirit. Yeah. Please meet us at the Irish Cultural Center this Saturday, June sixth. You have a chance to get on. See you on the other side podcast. Keep an eye out for the Pope this week, telling us that they're aliens, Wendy.
0: And if you can't make it to the uh, Milwaukee event, feel free to send us a tweet at Other Side Talk and um, if you have anything questions or things you want us to check out while we're, while we're there we can do that for you we'll be the eyes and ears of nice. the see you on the other side podcast yep. yeah and, and here's we'll
2: be- the address you wanted the address Mike is that what you wanted yes all give right me all right it's um it's 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue and uh so it's gonna start at noon and go until 7 p.m. and then there's also some after con events to be enjoyed but I, I really I'm really looking forward to, to seeing people come out and and talk to us at the booth and get a free 40 uh, in times to help me clean out my garage
1: <laughs> <laughs> and get on the podcast so we yeah. can see you Tell this us your Saturday yeah. and um all right we'll talk to you then thank you for joining
0: us today Allison oh thank thanks you for allison me. always fun yep talking to you
1: and here's a little song for you
3: You. <laughs>
0: Listening to today's episode. You can find us online at OtherSidePodcast.com.
3: Until next time, see you on the other side.
0: Don't, Don't
3: panic!
0: panic! <laughs> okay, that's fine.